Welcome to What the Church, a podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Hughes. I'm joined today by Alexa Rossi. Howdy. And a man who needs no introduction, but I'll still give it to him anyway, Mr. David Swanson. Doctor. Like like introductions, I need someone to tell me who I am. So uh, I am delighted to be here today. This is our first episode of the Ordinary Podcast Series, and we have David here today to talk a little bit about why we're doing the series, what the series is, and how it relates to our ordinary life as members and listeners of First Presbyterian Church. So David, can you take a little bit of time to explain what the Ordinary Series is and why we're doing it now? Yes, I'm happy to do that, and this has been something that has been on my mind for probably about 18 months, and I plan my preaching every May. Mm-hmm. Uh, for two weeks, I go away and I plan about 15 months of preaching. So I'll plan from usually uh, September 1 through the following uh, August. So uh, it's a very critical time for me, and it's critical leading up to it mm-hmm. as I'm praying about where's the congregation and what is God teaching me. And usually that's kind of how it works is wherever I am and whatever God's revealing to me is generally got something to do with what he wants me to be uh, preaching and teaching. So uh, it was a year ago, May, uh, when I came upon uh, a book called Liturgy of the Ordinary by Tish Warren, and some of our listeners may have recently seen an editorial that she was asked to write uh, for the New York Times, Mm -hmm. a column, which uh, that doesn't happen very often if you're a Christian leader to Mm -hmm. get invited by the New York Times to write something, Mm -hmm. not an everyday occurrence. So um, that really stood out. So she talked about some of the themes that she she covered in the book, especially as they relate to Advent. Um, but I, I came across the book then, and I knew that we were heading into this critical year of 2019. So in 2019, we roll out our, our core values, and those core values then bled into the, the second part of the spring and summer and then this fall series on what is it what did it really mean for us to move from an attractional mm-hmm. church that was program driven to a missional church which means um and this is where we start getting into the ordinary series what it means is that that for the 167 hours that I'm not at first pres I am a I'm a disciple of Jesus mm-hmm. I am representing uh, who Jesus is in every facet of my life, instead of what has long been, I think, an easy compartmentalization that Christians made. Mm-hmm. And we would come to church on Sunday, or, you know, some churches you go Wednesday too. And then separate from those hours, when you were in your job or you're at home with your family, that was sort of viewed as as different time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not the same time as when you were at church. And so there's this there's this notion that when I'm at church, I'm going to be in my my Christian persona, mm-hmm. right. and then when I'm not, it's kind of like I'm off. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm you know, like I'm off work. Well, I'm I'm off of my Christianity, so I can swear, and you know, I'm going to go out on Friday night with my friends and act in a completely different way than I would at church because, well, I'm on Friday nights, I get a hall pass. Well, that's not how Christianity works. If you're a disciple of Jesus, there's never a moment where you're not a disciple of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he says, you're either for me or against me. If you're lukewarm, I spit you out of my mouth. Mm. So what we're trying to do in the Ordinary Series is really recapture um, what I believe is so foundational and so significant is the false divide between the secular and the sacred, mm. that there, are, there has always been the sense that 
that our physical world doesn't matter. And this, you know, this at the time of the writing in the New Testament, that was certainly the view of the Greeks was, you know, the the physical world is is something to be thrown away and discarded. And it's the spiritual that is really mm. something to be celebrated and that lasts forever. And that certainly has continued to have its influence even today. But what or the ordinary series highlights is that everything is sacred. Mm. When you are in Christ, uh, when the Holy Spirit infuses your life, uh, when you truly understand that you are a, a temple of, of the Lord, and that the reason for your existence is that you are an instrument in his hands to help him build the mm. kingdom and to bear witness to his plan to redeem and save the world in Jesus, then everything is sacred. And that no, no matter whether you're, you're vacuuming your living room rug or you're in a conversation with a coworker or you're taking a walk with your dog, uh, all of these are sacred spaces that the Lord is not only uh, – he, he not only breaks in but is, is with you in, in its entirety. So what I want people to really begin to see is I'm not – uh, and and the church and our, and our vision for the future is not um, to have you coming to the church so that you can have sacred hours, mm. but for you to grasp that in all of your hours of life, no matter what it is you're doing, that God is using you and that the time is mm. sacred and holy and set apart for his purposes. I love the opportunity that this series affords us as a church to not only hear about that on Sunday morning from the pulpit, but then um, through this podcast, we hope to give you some examples of what ordinary looks like in your day to day to be able to dig into some of those topics in a deeper way, uh, provide some uh, examples of experts along the way, but also to share the story of brokenness from some about how ordinary isn't always perfect. Ordinary spiritual life doesn't mean I'm always exercising my spiritual walk well, uh, but also uh, the moments where sin creeps in and the humanity of the world breaks into my ordinary. Uh, We want to share those stories with you. And then uh, a really cool experience we'll also have along the way is our pastor's class in parallel to the Ordinary series where uh, we're going to spend seven of the 11 weeks um, diving into uh, what spiritual practice looks like. So different ways to interact in our ordinary and be sensitive to where the Spirit's leading us. So um, just really excited about uh, all the different ways that this will start to interact over the spring and uh, looking forward to hearing uh, the different pieces of what our day-to-day looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I think what I'm most excited about as I think about this sermon series coming up is the idea of, yes, what does God wanting to be the Lord of my life in every moment mean for my neighbor, but also what does that mean for me? Mm-hmm. And how is the Lord going to shape my heart in a way by entering into these mundane moments? And um, I've, I've experienced Christianity on somewhat of a interesting theological spectrum and um, been in cultures and situations where there's such an emphasis on the extraordinary Mm -hmm. and how beautiful God's power is in those moments. But I think what the Lord has been teaching me over the last several years is, is like actually 
it's the moments where he shows himself to me in just by ordinary means of grace, whether it's through a person or through the word, like whatever it is, how he is good and faithful in my brokenness that I experience on a regular basis. And it has nothing to do with an extraordinary movement, but simply that he is present in my ordinary. So I'm excited for us to be able to have those conversations as uh, a, a body of people who, um, yeah, we carry brokenness day to day. And it will run contrary to a little bit of our, our experience in evangelicalism mm-hmm. in this country, especially those of us who grew up in youth groups. Mm-hmm. And and what that can kind of teach you is that you run your Christian life from mountaintop to mountaintop. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember in youth ministry, and, and not that I uh, am trying to throw youth ministers under the bus, but you would have a retreat mm-hmm. and the kids would all come home on this big high and then they'd get back into school and they'd kind of sink. And then, oh, but it's time to go to summer camp. And then you come back from the big high and then you go, oh, but if I can just make it to the ski trip at Christmas, mm-hmm. then then I'll be all right. And so you you start living for the mountaintop instead mm-hmm. of really understanding that it's it's much more in the mundane. mundane. It's when Jesus mm-hmm. came off the mountaintop after the transfiguration with the disciples, and the first thing they encounter is the demoniac. It's like, mm-hmm. hello, real life. Wow. This, this is where we live. And so we don't live on the mountain, and we mm-hmm. shouldn't expect the mountain all the time. And when you get the mountain, you go, thank you, Lord, because it's, it's the exception, not the norm. Mm-hmm. The norm is the mundane. Sure. And so we, instead of accepting that and seeing God in all those mundane places, we kind of run from it a little bit and start looking for what can I sign up for next that's going to give me the spiritual high. Yeah. And this series is the exact opposite of that. Yeah. David, can you speak a little bit to what, uh, your life looks like in the ordinary. I know people see you as the pastor up front. <laughs> they hear you preaching and they see you planning and experiencing that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Many of the people in our congregation have experienced your love and hospitality through hospital visits. Uh, but what what does a normal day look like for David Swanson? That's a, that's such a great question. And I, I, uh, I'll tell you a story related to that. When my boys were in high school, they, uh, they played high school basketball and, and, uh, and so they they went to Winter Park High School, which you know First Pres probably draws fewer people from Winter Park than mm-hmm. uh, other communities. And so uh, we were, you know, David Swanson as a pastor was largely unknown <laughs> in Winter Park. So no one really asked them, you know, their last name is Swanson. They don't, you know, their friends didn't make any connection. Well, finally, this one kid on uh, John Davis basketball team says, "Well, what what's your dad do?" And he said, "Well, he's the pastor at First Presbyterian Church." And so he goes. Wow, he goes. What, what's that like? And John David goes, well, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "Well, like, like is your dad just at home? Like, does he light candles and pray all the time? And <laughs> like, is there like incense? Is he just like, does he wear weird clothes? I mean, his, you know, this was a completely. This guy had no church background at all and had not a clue. Like, well, what, what does a pastor do? Is he always chanting and?" You know, and I would say my my ordinary is just like everybody else's ordinary. Uh, I get up in the morning and I gotta have some coffee, and uh, let my dog out, and I uh, you know try to get something to eat. I'm a I'm a morning person, uh, so I'm I'm trying to get to the office early. So uh, I I have the the benefit of short hair, and uh, so I can be up and out the door in 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and I can be sitting at my office from. Uh, 23 minutes past the time my alarm goes off, I can be at my wow. desk. So, wow. 
uh, and that's that's how type A I am. So uh, <laughs> uh, so my best hours are in the morning, and then once four o'clock passes, my uh, my energy, my creativity um, goes down. But uh, you know, my my ordinary is uh, very much about trying to take care of my family, um, take care of myself. I I try to work out at least five days a week, and I'm trying to. Uh, do as good a job as I can at being a being a husband and father, mm. and grandfather, and grandfather, and grandfather. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> Callum, you're out there. I love you. Okay, so David, we just kicked off the first sermon out of a ten week sermon series, and I'm curious to know if there's one topic that is just burning. You're so excited to share with us. What would that be, and why? Yeah, it's coming up pretty soon, and uh, I think it's the f- it's the fourth one, so it'll be in three weeks. Uh, if I'm not, uh, they told me there would be no math, um, <laughs> so uh, we'll it's, it's coming up. But it's it's the one um, uh, that's about kind of our our physical world and our physical bodies, and and what I love, and I've I've probably I've probably used this quote twenty times in the last year. And it's, you know, the, she starts off talking about when you get up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? You know, there are a lot of first things that people do, but one of the first things is I brush my teeth Mm -hmm. and that there's this whole thing about, you know, taking care of your teeth and why do you take care of your teeth? Well, if you don't, they'll fall out of your head and it's painful and you got to have dental work and then you can't really eat. And, and uh, so there are all kinds of things, but her line is, it's a lot of trouble having a body. Mm -hmm. And, and I think to myself, you know, the older you get, the more things break down. Mm. Um, you know, I used to never hurt myself before I was 40. I'm 56 <laughs> now. It was like I turned 40 and all of a sudden stuff starts breaking. And, you know, I've got this pain and I turned my ankle and, and I, you know, and so you, you really start to appreciate you got you to gotta take care of your your teeth and are you exercising? And then you've got arthritis and you got degenerative conditions in your back. And, and that's, that's the real ordinariness of life. Mm -hmm. And so where is God in that kind of ordinariness when your physical body is breaking down? Mm -hmm. So that's the Corinthian text that says, though outwardly we are wasting away. You know, trust me, once you pass 50, you you identify with that verse in a way you never have before. Hmm. Um, outwardly, you're wasting away. Inwardly, you're being renewed day by day. But that doesn't mean that your physical body doesn't matter. Hmm. And that's what's so important to r- realize is what Paul talks about as he refers to the physical body, to the, the sarks is the, the Greek word, and that that is to be hallowed. Why? Because God in Christ redeems it. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have a, a sense that our physical bodies are kind of this earth suit that we're trapped in for now. And when we die, we get to discard it. Like, you know, so it, I, I don't have to take care of it in the same way that we can get tricked into believing that the physical world doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So if my physical mm-hmm. body matters, then the world that I inhabit matters. So I could go down a whole uh, jag here on how we're called as Christians to care for the environment and to care for the world in which we live, because this world does matter. And one day, not only are we bodily resurrected, but all things are redeemed, including the physical world. 
and heaven comes down to earth, and Revelation tells us God makes his dwelling here. Mm. So even in the brokenness of our physical bodies, I, I need to appreciate the wonder of them, mm. even when they hurt. And, you know, you, you go, and as you alluded to, Cameron, you know, I go visit hospitals, and I'm constantly seeing broken bodies mm. and, and diseases that are impacting bodies. Mm. And it is a lot of work. And to try to uh, protect them and heal them uh, and continue to grow them as they need to. Um, those are all sacred things because that's how God made you. Part of it was the physicality of your life. And I need to, even when it hurts, uh, and even when it is inconvenient, um, to go do that kind of care that that matters and there's a sacredness about it. So, um, that that particular Sunday, uh, because it's where everybody lives, mm-hmm. you know, on any given Sunday, you know, everybody in the pew is likely thinking, you know, gosh, I, you know, my elbow hurts or, you know, I've got a cold or I've got a headache or, you know, the bunion, the wart, the, you know, fill in the blank. It, there's everybody's suffering something. I mean, but there's no one who's out there going, well, physically I'm perfect. <laughs> you know, so it, it's, uh, I think it's something we can all relate to. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that Sunday. I think one of the beautiful things that has come to mind about the series, uh, especially coming out of the Advent season mm-hmm. is the understanding that not only do we experience this reality on a day-to-day basis, but we serve a God who uh, became flesh and lived among us and understands the day to day that we go through in a very physical and tangible way. And I, I love what you said about uh, the, the ultimate picture of humanity and uh, the physical world we live in is Christ coming back to restore it and yeah. to, to fix the brokenness that he's seen and understands. So uh, just a, a beautiful opportunity to start to talk about that and uh, understand the reality of ordinary being messy and being broken and being not a perfect spiritual life, but one where we're struggling to find what that restored picture will look like. Right. Right. Mm, Good word. Messy. Mm -hmm. There's an inherent invitation when there's mess, right? Mm. To invite the Lord to speak to us in, in bigger ways or yeah, just um, it's, it feels paradigmatic in some sense. Mm. Like this is a worldview shift. Mm -hmm. God wants to be a part of the details Mm -hmm. of my ordinary life. And I have the opportunity to invite him into those spaces and see him move in bigger ways through the mundane. And that's so cool. David, as we continue on in the series from uh, where we launched this Sunday, is there anything that you can think of right off the bat that would help people engage well in the series or steps they can start to take to engage well in where we're headed? Yeah, I, I think there, there are a couple things uh, to do. One, sometimes I think you have to change your, your mental imagery mm-hmm. um, and that kind of starts with how do you start your day? How are you getting off on the right foot? And there's a, uh, Lee and I had some friends uh, back in our early days of, of youth ministry, uh, Paul and Nicole Johnson, and they had a, a drama ministry that they would do at, at youth conferences. And there was this one sketch they did where the uh, the the boy uh, played by Paul, he would just, you know, pray, oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you so much. I just want you to be with me today. Just be with me and help me and just be with me. Amen. And then there's a character who's playing Jesus. And so then he goes about his day and Jesus is with him when he's with his friends. He's with him when he's brushing his teeth. He's with him when he's doing his homework. And and the guy is kind of keeps looking at Jesus like, well, what are you doing here? And with almost kind of a leave me alone expression mm-hmm. on the face. And um, 
And so it highlights how often we pray that prayer, Lord, I just, I want you to be in my life and be present today. And, and that the answer to that is that he is. And so to kind of reimagine your day and to start thinking about that there's never a time when he is not in your presence, where he is not observing how you're speaking, what you're doing, what you're thinking. And, and I think it's a wonderful way that the Lord provides both peace and conviction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, you're going you're gonna to feel that sense of the Lord's presence. And so no matter what the world throws at me today, I'm going to be okay. But then the flip side is, wow, I wish I hadn't said that. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish my thoughts hadn't taken me to an angry place. Mm-hmm. That conviction of the Holy Spirit is there. So I would, you know, I always pray a prayer and it's a dangerous prayer, but you know, Lord, show me the ways in which you are present with me today. And I think you'll be surprised at the number of times the Spirit will quicken uh, your heart and mind to recognize, wow, where, where is God in what I was just writing? Where is God in what I was just thinking? So that's one thing. And then the other, uh, you know, and some people do this already, but the discipline of journaling can sometimes be an important dynamic to this because, number one, for a lot of people, this is different to think about, you know, the the tearing down of the barrier between the secular and the sacred. If you're saying everything is sacred, well, that's a little, that's new. So at the end of the day, you know, and you don't have to write pages and pages, but at the end of the day, to write down a few moments where you saw God in the ordinary. And I think if you do that over a 10-week period, and let's say, you know, uh, we're not perfect, so let's say we do that four days a week, um, maybe three, you can look back at your week and go, and you start building momentum in your own life at seeing God in in ordinary things, and uh, so those are those are two uh, two ideas for how we go into it. Awesome! I think that's what gets me excited about the rest of the series as we start to talk and podcast about uh, our ordinary topics. We have a lot of people coming in and a lot of experience to share of uh, just the normal day to day stuff. So. Next week, we're joined by Lauren Yoakum, who is the founder of Spork Orlando. She's a food critic here in the area, and we'll get to have a conversation about um, what the dining scene in Orlando looks like, because it's a normal part of our day-to-day life, and um, just all the topics. We've hit so many of them already this morning, but uh, to be able to dive into those in detail, we're looking forward to that. Make sure you subscribe if you'd like to uh, continue to hear this series. We would love to have you on board with us. Uh, Also, take a chance to uh, check out our sermon podcast series. Uh, If you want to hear what David talked about this Sunday uh, when we launched our Ordinary Series, that's available and ready to go as well this morning. And uh, we would love to have you continue to listen with us. Uh, So thanks, Alexa. Thanks, David, for being here to join us today. So we will see you next week. Now go out and live truth.